0: You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thanks so much for listening in. Today, we're going to be talking all about The Bible Project with Mike McDonald from The Bible Project. Mike, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's great being here.
1: It is great having you on. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Um... Uh, gosh, born and raised uh, in Canada, up in British Columbia, uh, lived down in Portland, Oregon for the last 16 years, been a part of uh, a couple different churches um, and church plants out in the area, and um, have kind of been a part of the journey with the Bible Project since the beginning on staff for the last year, but uh, definitely been kind of engaged since the, the very kind of first few videos that popped up. Um, the office is here in Portland, which makes it really nice to kind of engage with all the artists and and everybody. And yeah, man, I just feel very blessed and privileged to get to be in this space where um, I can help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus, which is a big passion and and, uh, part of of my heart and part of my story um, of even coming to faith uh, through reading the Gospel of Matthew. And so I've just got a deep um, connection to the scriptures. And so this has been a really great place to land
1: really fun oh that's so great well um i don't know if a podcast and have a bucket list and i'm just coming up with this on the spot we're going to have a guest from every state and now we've got to bring (laughs) in canada as well so you've got a (laughs) canada yep there you go I'd have to listen back through. I don't know if we've had another Canadian on the podcast. So welcome, man. That's pretty fantastic. And all the way out there from Oregon. Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our listeners to The Bible Project. I've been a huge fan for a while, and I try to talk about it any chance I get. So can you tell us about The Bible Project, a little of its backstory? And like you said, you shared the, I guess it's the vision statement um, or kind of the theme statement for The Bible Project in there as well, but just tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, it was founded by uh, two guys from from Portland, John and Tim, John Collins Tim Mackey. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were both kind of came to faith through a skate church ministry out here in Portland, Uh, ended up both deciding to go to a Bible college um, called Multnomah Mm -hmm. uh, Bible College out here. Met there, um, became friends. After Bible college, they kind of both went different routes. Tim uh continued on kind of the full on just Bible nerd affectionately right, right, right. <laughs> route yeah. of like, you know, went and got his master's and then his doctorate and moved to Israel and learned mm. Hebrew and lived there for a while and came back as a professor at a seminary and, and taught, you know, seminary level classes um, out in Wisconsin uh, he then uh, decided to move back to Portland um, to be a part of a church here and, and pastor at a church. And so that that was kind of Tim's route. Yeah. Um, uh, studied under some just wonderful uh, uh, theologians, uh, very much in a narrative, biblical approach, and really understanding the narrative of the Bible, the entirety of, of the narrative. And uh, and that, that was kind of Tim. John uh, went more business route. He, after Multnomah, ended up getting into... Um, what we would now call explainer videos and, Mm -hmm. and uh, really helping companies like Microsoft and Google and Apple figure out what John's brilliant at is he's, he's amazing at asking questions. He's a lifelong Mm -hmm. learner. He's not afraid to ask questions. He doesn't, you know, he's not afraid to ask all the, even the questions that like we might be afraid asking because they might sound too simplistic, you know, right. He's just like, I want to get to the heart of it. And he was so good at it that that companies like Google, when they're trying to explain what cloud computing was, you know, a decade ago, they would fly John in and John would help them clarify their message into those epiphany moments where I can take this complex idea and in 30 seconds give you a sound bite that everyone's going to understand. Oh, that's impressive. That's John's yeah. brilliance. And so he um, opened a number of different studios here in Portland, um, working with kind of all of those companies. And. Just became an expert at really these explainer videos. When Tim moved back to Portland, they were uh, at a barbecue together. Tim had this kind of concept idea of doing these overview videos of, of the Bible in five minutes called Bible in five. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be him in a whiteboard kind of explaining the Bible. And John was like, dude, this is like what I do for <laughs> a living is yeah. actually make these kind of videos. Um, what if we combine forces and and make some of these in a you know, unique, artistic uh, way that, um, that thus kind of birthed what is now the Bible Project. Mm. Uh, it always started that both of those guys had their own jobs. They, they were not looking at creating a big studio or a nonprofit or anything like that. They just wanted to, you know, make videos to help people understand and experience the Bible. And so um, they made the first couple videos uh, with a few friends that kind of helped pool some funds together to do it put them up on YouTube and basically said, Hey, if, if you find these helpful to the world, you know, to the, the three people that were watching them (laughs) at the time, basically, if you find these helpful, um, you know, maybe throw 10 bucks into a pot and when we have enough Mm -hmm. money to make our next video, then we'll make another one. And, you know, nowhere in the beginning did we think that we were going to be doing, you know, 18 to 20 videos a year at the, you know, in, in a studio in, in Portland, we really just wanted to, you know, make videos that could, could help people. And so, um, the crowd just got very kind of in that patron model, just really quickly got behind what we were doing. And clearly there was, there was a need there. There was a nerve we were kind of tapping onto. Yep. Um, but ultimately we really, really felt like we were making the videos for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I, I still to this day kind of feel like we're making these videos for me, yeah. you know, or for John, because, um, I find them, you know, just as helpful as, as the folks that were putting them up on YouTube or you version
1: for mm. So good. Just like the scriptures say, where two or three are gathered on YouTube, the Lord is there with them. That's right. So it It works, man. Dude, that's. Uh, uh, that's so thank you for true. sharing that story. I, I hope some parents can pull out some nuggets there. That, you know, whatever course their child is taking, they may bump into somebody, and God will use it for the kingdom. So, at a barbecue so of all places, at a barbecue man, of all places, sacred in, in space, Portland, you know, <laughs> not where it's a really kind
0: of funny. It's a funny spot because you know parents generally are not sending their kids to uh, YouTube and to yep. the Pacific Northwest for their theology, but thus birth this little. <laughs> Yeah. This little uh, studio, so... Yeah,
1: uh, I love that. Well, y'all do such a wonderful job unpacking the scriptures and presenting them in a captivating way, but for you all, why does the Bible matter to our lives and families?
0: Mm. I mean, for us, you know, we're, we're unapologetic in the sense that we really are making videos for uh, folks that are wanting to... Follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're making videos for for Jesus followers that want to grow in what it means to be a disciple or an apprentice yeah. of Jesus. And so uh, the Bible is our primary pathway uh, to understanding the heart of God, who God is, why we're here, what our purpose is, how we're meant to live, how we're meant to engage with one another, how we're meant to engage with God. I mean, all the things that we would ask as Humans to go. What does it look like to actually do this life? Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible is is for us and for me uh, is is the entire pathway. That's mm. that's the narrative that we see, and we, you know, it's one reason why Tim just constantly is going back to Genesis. We just believe that it's the entire Bible, Genesis yeah. through Revelation, that um, that helps us understand uh, those things and helps us understand, you know. What what does following Jesus look like? If we don't understand, you know, creation, uh, temple, uh, the garden, if we don't understand the garden, it's very difficult for us un, for us to understand the city uh, mm-hmm. at the end. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're we're big on the whole context and the whole story, and um, and we believe that engaging the Bible and reading it and experiencing it and understanding the context in which uh, these books and these letters and these um, you know, poems were written in, uh, help us understand the world that we live in yeah. and help us understand how to interact. And so, yeah, I think it's extremely important. And, and for me as a disciple of Jesus and as an apprentice of Jesus, he would constantly be quoting the Bible. He'd right. constantly be quoting the scriptures and using the scriptures as ways to uh, teach and as ways to engage. And so if Jesus is using the scriptures, then I feel like it's probably a really good <laughs> you know, as mm-hmm. a follower of him uh, to engage in them in that way.
1: Yeah. And I can, but I, Oh, go ahead. It's yeah. hard.
0: Well, I just going to, I mean, that being said, I mean, we, that's, that's the like overarching kind of deal, but man, that's way harder done than said, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a very, it's complex. It's written by so many different authors over such a large time frame, And if you don't have any sort of understanding around how to actually engage that specific uh, uh, part of literature in each of these books then it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. and so
1: um, i get that it's, yeah. it's a difficult thing but you all make it so accessible in kind of its various forms from the YouTube videos to what you're doing on the podcast as well and and i it, to your point where you came to follow Jesus through reading the Gospel of Matthew. And so it has this invitational, this kind of magnetic pull to Christ in that way. But then at at the same time, I watch it with my five-year-old too. So, you know, this this span of ages totally. that it's influencing, and then they'll go on and talk about it, and they'll be like, hey, remember that video we watched about, and we watched in the Advent season, you know? So, remember when we talked yeah. about love and how they described it and what that means? And so, just the versatility of it speaks to what the Bible is in and of itself. And I think it was a recent podcast that Tim and John were doing, and they were talking about um, how we often misunderstand that the gospel, what the gospel is and what the gospels as books are, and they say, it's not about just a way to live, it's about the identity of Jesus. And that's like even like yeah. re, reshaping my mind, and I've yeah. been studying the Bible for a long time. So. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so dynamic. Yeah, and I mean,
0: what you said about even the kids that, mm-hmm. you know, You know, Tim's said many times, like when I've been sitting with him, like, you know, gosh, the Bible isn't a kid's book. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, there is an element of, um, you know, people often look at our videos and go, oh, you're the you're that place that makes videos for kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no. um, But that being said, we try to make our videos almost uh, like a. Pixar esque, like, and I, that's almost like a cliche nowadays. But sure, uh, a like a Toy Story. Like, if me and you go watch Toy Story mm-hmm. uh, four, we're gonna love it. Yep. We're gonna laugh. The story is incredible. The narrative is incredible. The character development's incredible. But we can also take our five year old son or daughter yes. to Toy Story, and they're
1: they're gonna love it. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're gonna get maybe fifty percent of it. They're not gonna get all the jokes because there's there's jokes that are a little you know more mature. But they're they're gonna leave going that was. I learned something, I identified with one of the characters, and I was engaged. And, and to be able to try to figure out how do we make videos that, you know, um, can grow with you, uh, like the Scriptures do, you mm-hmm. know? I feel like that's, like, you know, why we can keep coming back to the Scriptures time and time again, is that we grow with them. And we keep learning more and more insights as we grow as, as disciples into Maybe these verses or stories that I read 20 years ago that just are are very different today for me.
1: Yeah, and I think that the thing for me along those lines is, uh, as I've kind of immersed myself in some of the Bible Project content, it's, it's helped me love the Bible more. Um, than I I thought I had, and I'm sure that's many people's stories who call in and leave that little 30-second recording at the end of episodes, um, just sharing their gratitude, but that's what it's done, and so hopefully as our listeners dive into the content as well, that it will just grow a love and a passion for the Scriptures in that way. Yeah.
0: I think if, you know, for me, and I will say this as even a confession, as a pastor of a church who's teaching on Sundays, there were seasons and times where I was not reading the Bible. Hmm. I was in a post, almost like a post-Bible Christianity, yep, I where I could go to church, I could love my neighbor, I could engage, I could be a good husband of my wife. If I did those things, then I'm I'm following the path, and I don't need to read the Bible anymore. Yeah, it just it doesn't make it's too hard. It doesn't make sense. It's it's archaic. All the thoughts in my brain that were like I just struggled with opening up this this text and what the bible project has done for me like you just said has reawakened a love mm. and a desire to actually you know it's like when i watch one of the videos i'm like wait a minute the bible said that that's <laughs> I, I haven't read that before <laughs> i want to go in the, and then i want to yeah. open it up and i want to read it again and i'm reading mm-hmm. it with new light and new life because it's helping you know create context to uh, a, a story or a book that I just never understood, which is why it didn't connect maybe for me.
1: Yes, I'm right there with you. Well, let's let's dive into some of the basics of the Bible. One of the things that the Bible Projects does a wonderful job of is getting us foundation, giving us foundational material. So when it comes to the basics of the Bible, what do we need to know to begin to use it and understand mm-hmm. it properly? I mean, I think... You know, context and
0: community are the two words that, that pop up for me when it comes to the Bible. One is is that we need to understand the context in, what, in, in, in the book or the letter that we're reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while, you know, yes, there are things for me that I can gain insight and wisdom and for my life from the Bible, we have to remember that, you know, 1 Corinthians was, was written for a group of people— you know, thousands of years ago in a specific context. And if we don't understand how and why that letter was being written, Mm -hmm. um, then it's hard for us to understand the purpose of, of the things that are being said and the context. And so I think one thing is, is that, um, you know, we have a series called how to read the Bible Mm -hmm. and, and it, it really helps break down that this book is, it has, it's like a newspaper almost in the sense, and I'm not trying to be heretical in that, but it's like a newspaper in the sense that you've got many different types of, uh, uh, you know, stories and literature in one book. Yeah. So you've got poetry, you've got narrative, you've got lists, you've got rules, you've got laws, you've got, you know, um, laments, you've got. Uh, and so when you look at a newspaper, I would never expect to read the cover narrative story the same way that I read the comics. That's good. In the same way that I would read the obituaries. In the same way that I would read the sports section. I approach each section uniquely because they each have a unique purpose. Mm -hmm. And I would say one thing for the Bible is to help, you know, how do can we help bring context to each of these things that you're reading so that you can better approach it and not just approach it as one big book? Because that's often for me, at least when I learned or when I started reading the Bible, is I, I was trying to read it like Harry Potter, <laughs> like one big narrative, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know? And while that's true, it is a big narrative in that way. I also wouldn't start with Harry Potter book four. Right. I would start with book one. And, and there's something about the importance of understanding, you know, Genesis mm-hmm. to really also understand Matthew yep. and to understand Jesus. And so, you know, those are, I mean, those are, some things that for me have helped me understand the Bible a little bit better is to understand the context that it's, that it's being written. And the other one is just to do it in community. I, I don't think that, you know, we've seen just even scripturally where, where there'd be public reading of, of scripture, public reading of the stories. And, and there's this idea of, you know, as a community, we're growing and learning and talking through this material. And so um, I know one thing for me that's been extremely helpful is just you know, even with the videos, watching a video with some with my family or with my friends, and then being able to talk about yeah. scripture really helps solidify it as um, as living. you know, it's like there's, there's something going on when you're engaging with another, you know heartbeat and another person and and, and so, yeah, context and community are both really huge for, for understanding the Bible.
1: Yeah, that's really helpful because it's so easy just to put our Western lens on it and go, oh, they they must have experienced life like us. They just went to Starbucks, and if they wanted to order something <laughs> totally. on Amazon, then it's, it's just like that, and the donkey showed up, and, and we were good to go with the deliveries. But And then the other thing for yep. me, as you're talking about context, is um, uh, the interconnected Interconnectivity is that a word? There we go. We're making things sure. up on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> but we <laughs> often Jimmy
0: Fallon does it all the time. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs>
1: um, but we often treat the Bible like a fortune cookie, and we just crack it open and go, "Oh, sure, here's my fortune. Here's my you know pithy phrase." But what you're emphasizing is this connectivity from Genesis. Into the New Testament, the Old Testament saturates the New Testament in some yes. some ways that just require us to know the context more. Um, so, yes. th- thank you for elevating that. Um, and then the other side of, of why it matters to read the Scriptures in the context of church, or we would call it a small group, to study that together, or yeah. to hear a variety of voices um, speak into the the Scriptures as well um, to understand totally. it. Totally. Yeah.
0: You know, one, you're reminding me of one, I was just out in Jacksonville uh, with a great church out there, and one gal was telling me a story of how she would pick up, she she drives her her child to school, but she also picks up three others that are in the neighborhood and takes them to school. And it's like a good 20-minute drive, and so every day they play a Bible Project video in their Mm. car, and then they talk about it for 15 minutes. That's good. And she was just like, Mike, you wouldn't believe the conversations that I'm having with my you know, seven, eight, nine year old children that are in my car talking about, you know, spiritual beings or or like just like all these things that are just like I would never think that they could grasp it or want to talk about it. But there is this like, you know, inerrant deep like desire to 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 connect to those types of things. And so um, yeah, there's something beautiful about doing it in community, and it really really sinks in.
1: Man, I love that. I'm stealing that tomorrow. I can't wait to take my kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then please, like,
0: call me later and tell me about yep. the conversations, oh. it's so fun for me. I yep. love it.
1: We'll do that. Well, let's jump into how does the Bible transform our lives. we have kind of getting into that a little bit. Your personal story is a part of that. My recent love, the increase of love, but how would you answer that question when it comes to the Bible's transforming our lives?
0: Well, I, oh man, I I can speak for Mike. I don't know if I can speak for the Bible project in that way, but I I do believe that, um, I believe that God still speaks. I believe Mm -hmm. that I, uh, you know, am, am, am trying more and more to stretch myself to, to communicate in that way with, um, with the creator of the heavens and the earth, you know, and one of the ways that I know that he can speak is is through the words that he's already spoken, and I can read these words and I can ask for, you know, God, if you have something for me today, if you have something that you want me to see, if you want, like, open up my eyes to something, mm-hmm. open up, you know, uh, and and for me, I've just experienced um, what I what I could only you know, communicate as just being a conversation that's taking place between me and God. Yeah. And, and that is, is super precious to me. Hmm. Um, and I don't think that I, I thought that, you know, for the longest time I thought that the Bible was just this, like, you know, people say that it's living and, and I'd see here all these kind of churchy Christianese platitudes around what, you know, what, what this is. And I, sometimes I just had a hard time really going like, yeah, but it's just words on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, think now when I understand the context and I understand what was going on, I can, I can get into Paul's head or I can get into Isaiah's head and I can feel what he was feeling when he was writing these words, uh, because I can understand, man, there's just something about that, that then starts pointing into my own life and my own feelings and my own relationships. And, you know, and I can identify there's empathy that's happening. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I start growing as a human, I start growing in my empathy, I start growing in my awareness, I start growing in, in hopefully my generosity and, and my availableness and all Mm -hmm. all those things because of, uh, of reading, you know, reading the Bible and engaging with it in that way. And so I, I think if you're approaching it in that way, personally, it's almost impossible for it not to uh, uh, be changing our lives. Mm -hmm. And if we believe in, who the author is and if we believe in in, in who Jesus is and, and who, who Yahweh and who God is, if we believe those things, then uh, it just it's almost, I don't know, I can't imagine not being transformed by, um, by that. And it's a long road and it's a long haul and I have ups and downs. and You know, I go through, you know, definitely seasons that are better than others. But um, I know that every time I come back to the scriptures, uh, something happens for me. Yeah. And and there's a there's a course correction that um, is sometimes painful but but often positive.
1: Yeah, and a lot of what uh, you all are doing at the Bible Project, it it seems to kind of emphasize or focus in on a, a teaching in Romans twelve to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're getting at. But that's what is being done here is our, our mind is being affected, and it's it's permeating in our lives. And so to your point, those, yeah. those different aspects of it start with the the thought habits are changing there, and then it leads to transform our practices and our behavior. So when it comes to how people can make Bible reading that that personal practice and transformative practice, what would you have to say about that, incorporating that discipline into their lives?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just know that like anything, um, if we do it at a, in a regular practice, in a regular way, we're, we're going to build in healthy habits around that. And so mm-hmm. I know for me, I had asked myself, Mike, why aren't you reading the Bible? Mm. Like, why don't you? That's good. What, yeah. Why don't you do that? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Because there's something, there's something there. It's yeah. either, it's, it's a lack of understanding or a lack of desire or a lack of care. Mm. And for me, I just started going, well, it's not a lack of desire. I do deep down, if I ask myself, have a desire Mm -hmm. to read the Bible, I want to be able to do it. It's not a lack of care, uh, because I, I really do want to be an apprentice and a disciple of Jesus. And that's a deep conviction of mine. So for me, I just went, well, it's to me, it must be a lack of like understanding, because if I had a little bit more understanding, then maybe I would get excited about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, having you know for me the reading plans that are through you version that that have our videos in them have been the most helpful for me oh, to for a daily individual practice because i will start the day off and i'll watch one of the videos and then that that like you've kind of said and i've said that i feel like it's getting me more excited to read the bible when i watch one of the videos mm-hmm. and so i'll i just know that about myself i'm going to watch one i'm going to go wow i didn't know it said that <laughs> and then i'm going to dive in and read and I'm going to do that on a kind of a regular basis. Now, that was that's 50 percent of it. The other 50 percent for me has been inviting other people, even if it's just a handful of friends or family to do that with me mm. so that there's it's not necessarily accountability. I'm not a ma- massive fan of that word, but I, I do want to, you know, my friend Bob Goff says, uh, listen, people don't want you to hold them accountable. They want you to hold them close. Mm. And there's something about reading the Bible in community where I just have my, my dear friends and my family kind of hold me close in that. I can be honest about it. I can go, man, I was reading this thing and it just made me mad. Or it, it, I, I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand this. Or is this the same God we're talking about that, you know, uh, is doing this gnarly thing in this chapter and then this really be- – like I just I, – I want to do it in community so that I can have honest conversations because the moment it's not honest – it just falls away as being something that's valuable yeah. to me. Yeah. If it's not honest, then it's just fake, and I don't want to, no wonder I'm not engaging with it, mm. you know? And yeah. so finding people that you can actually be honest with around your feelings uh, around it,
1: I think is super helpful as well. Mm. And then taking a little bit further, and maybe it's within those relationships, but what are some tips that you found to be helpful for applying the Bible to our lives?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Definitely in that community part, for sure. It's hard for me to, you know, read about the generosity of, of, you know, the early church in acts and then not be generous, especially if I'm reading it with, especially if I'm reading it with my friends or family, you know, because we're all saying we agree that, that we want to be in this, this apprenticeship with Jesus, and yet we can't. Say that and then go. Yeah, that was good for them, but that's not for me. Mm -hmm. When you're understanding the, when you're going into the context, it's easy if you don't look at the context because you can go, yeah, that was for the early church. It doesn't matter for us. But when you're looking at the context of it all, and you're like, no, generosity actually was just a massive part of the way of Jesus. And so, if that is a huge part of the way of Jesus, then what? How can I just? not do that part in in our daily walk yeah and so but if i'm doing that in isolation it's really easy for me to read it and go yeah church is supposed to be generous but i'm not going to do that yeah but when you're doing it with others it's really it's really hard to to uh to not allow that to shape and change your thought life and and when what you're doing
1: yeah and i like what you said about if this is the way of jesus how can we not live this way if we have yeah. made statements and decisions to follow after Him, how can we exclude some things from our lives? So obviously, there's growth in that, but that's such a challenging statement uh, to to put forth for us to consider.
0: Totally, and that it's a massive journey. Yep. I think that's the, you know, I think that's the part that I got to keep reminding myself uh, and others, and just like be kind to yourself. Yeah, this is transformation. Is 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 hard. That's why it's iron sharpening iron and not pillow sharpening pillows. Like it's like actually, <laughs> it's sparks, you know, yes. it's it's hard. Transformation takes, it, it takes time and, and we need to be kind to ourselves while also challenging one another in, in love and grace, um, but truth. Yeah. And, and how do we want to grow uh, in these ways?
1: Yeah. Well, I know our parents want to influence the f- life and faith of their kids and the bible is a daunting book right it's these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 66 books and different contexts and times and people and authors and different genres and things like that so how, where where would you start with parents to encourage them to bring the story of the bible to life in their homes
0: man i oh, um Mike speaking again. Yeah. I because I, I don't know. I think there's a, I, I do believe what Tim's saying is very true. You know, the Bible is not a kid's book, mm-hmm. and when we've when we've often taken it and then like dumbed it down or um, made it all fluffy or like skipped over stories, sometimes we do an injustice to to the to it, and yeah. so it, it's hard to go. When do we start actually allowing our our kids to engage in the Bible um, in the holistic way that it's meant to be engaged in? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a great question. I I do lean back on Jesus, go, you know, when he was teaching uh, his followers and his disciples, he was often telling stories, and he was often uh, using, you know, uh, stories to exemplify points and all that kind of stuff. And so I found it helpful just to like go through and learn every single one of Jesus' parables, hmm. and and when things come up in life, often it's like, man, that reminds me of something Jesus talked about. He said, blah 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 blah. Here's how I'm kind of interpreting that for for what you're. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a way to follow in the footsteps of Jesus when it comes to the storytelling. Yeah, and then and not shying away from uh, the truths of. Of the scripture, I mean, I I do think with our kids, one of the hard, at least for me, from what I'm seeing, is when we shelter our kids, though, with kind of every other story or only the positive ones or only the good ones. When they actually then go read the Bible for themselves and come up with all the other really hard stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and that's a scary place because you're going, wait a minute, does everything that I believed about God all of a sudden just change? Yeah, because we haven't done a good job of like linking it into uh, into the whole narrative, and I think that's where there's a danger in in you know uh, uh, churches or or individuals that almost like just go. Well, I'm just not going to even touch the Old Testament. I'm only going to look at the New Testament. Mm. I'm only going to look at the the Gospels, or I'm only going to look at the words of Jesus. And we get these like red letter type Bibles that are like right. all I'm going to do is study the the words of Jesus. And I think there's a huge danger in the bifurcation of Genesis, the Old Testament, and the New. And, um, I think we need to not shy away from that. And so something we can do with with really educating our kids. I think that's, hopefully the videos are helpful in that, even for kids in being able to go, let me help you understand the context so that when you read some of those crazy stories, you're not freaking out. Yeah. You're going, here's kind of, this was the purpose or, Hey, this was actually a poem. This wasn't like a literary word for word law. This was actually David emoting his emotions, you know, the same way that you and me would emote our emotions in a song it doesn't mean that everything in that song is is true what happened it right. might be just our way of communicating so right. we have to understand like what each of these different contexts were and i i hope that our videos can help uh, in mm-hmm. that in that way
1: yeah and i want to i want to press in a little bit because i i feel whether it's the intimidation around uh, incorporating bible practice into the home for parents or an anxiety because if we have sanitized the bible like you described and we removed things or we glossed over things uh, because noah's ark was a cartoon boat you know and it had all these right. an- animals in it there that all right. got along and were best friends <laughs> yeah and so parents can like. feel very intimidated to help educate their child in the teaching of the scriptures yeah. and this is um This is the Bible Project podcast that we're trying to promote here, so I'm going to make a big statement here, is that um, the Bible Project has done some important things in my understanding of the Scriptures that my seminary education never did. And so that's something Mm -hmm. for parents to consider, to go, hey... If you're intimidated by it, the Bible Project is there to give you that foundational and in-depth exposure that you may not be able to afford at seminary or have time at seminary, yep. but that's what the yep. church has done historically. You go to seminary to find out more, and so start here so that you can pass it on to your children. That's our responsibility yeah. as parents. So Absolutely. A, a great, I, great resource. I
0: think that you're bang on, and I think there's a—I um, know— I talk to a lot of parents that are, are just like, yeah, but I, I'll never be yeah. a Bible scholar. I'll never. So I just don't even want to go there because I'm afraid that I won't be able to answer those yeah.
1: questions. Yeah.
0: And I think what John does is such a beautiful job with Tim doing is John creates permission to ask questions. Yeah. If you notice in the videos, you've got him you know, being able to push back going, wait a minute, are you Mm -hmm. saying that angels don't have wings? (laughs) That's crazy because every movie I've seen says that they do, you know? And, And I think there's something for parents and even for myself that when I watch that, I go, oh my gosh, John just gave me permission to not have all the answers. Even as someone who went to seminary, I don't have to have all the answers and I can be a constant learner and giving parents permission to go listen Engage in this book. You don't have to have all the answers. And if your kids ask a question you don't know, it's really okay to say, "Gosh, I don't know. Hmm. Let's go learn that together. Yep. Let's go find that out together. Let's." Like I, I think we've, for some reason in the West, we've we've really gotten to this point where it's a really bad thing to not have the answer. Mm-hmm. And and I think we need to reshape that a little bit and yeah. go. No, this is a lifelong path from. When we're kids, all the way till our, our deathbed, that um, we're going to be learning and engaging. And so it's okay that we don't have, have everything figured
1: out. Yeah. And I'll reemphasize that for our listeners. Parents, you heard it here. You don't have to have all the answers. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I know we talked about how uh, you have a friend who watches the Bible project in the car before school. You have any other uh, examples of how you've seen parents and families use the Bible project to shape spiritual rhythm? on faith in their families?
0: Yeah, I mean, gosh, I've definitely uh, I've gotten some fun stories of, um, you know, often churches are, are teaching through a series or maybe a book of the Bible or maybe a topic, and I've got a lot of a lot of parents that go home um, or before they go to church, they might watch a Bible Project video. We've got it on, like, Apple TV and mm-hmm. YouTube and all those things. So they might pop it on as a family and, and watch one of the videos, again, kind of like in the car, but they're just doing it in their home. And it kind of creates this level ground for everybody to engage and learn. They're all speaking the same language. They're all starting at the same place. And some of the most beautiful conversations that I've, that I've heard about um, have come from that, where, uh, again, because it's not like you're not sitting down and just going to a school. You're actually watching a video that um, I think is, is fun But engaging Mm -hmm. and also visual, so for all different ages, you know, you kind of you you can get it, you can engage, and so that's that's been a really beautiful way. Um, I know that for uh, small groups and for uh, Bible studies and all that, our videos are getting used a lot in that. But what parents will do is also have their kids, even though they might not go to the small group or they might not go to the Bible study, they'll have the kids watch the same videos that they're engaging with. So that the kids feel connected to uh, their parents in that evening thing that they're doing Mm -hmm. um, or that small group or whatever it is that that they're a part of. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's obviously the sky's the the limit. That's That's right. We make them to be for free uh, because of the incredible support of our patrons that have just said, hey, we'll keep giving if you keep making these for free to give out in every way. And so, um, I mean, that's, that's the positive thing too for parents is they can let their kids kind of go wild with this. They can watch a hundred of them if they want. There's that's right. No cost. Yeah. And we don't turn ads on, on YouTube. So they're not having to worry about, you know, getting some weird ad popping up about, you know, Gillette razors or something in the middle of it. Like, it's just, it's all free and it's all available. Um, and there's tons of great resources, even on the, uh, on the website from whether it's the podcast or, um, or you know, devotionals, or we did a, a Luke Axe miniseries devotional that's like a nine-week, you know, kind of devotional guide that families have gone through and moms have gone through with other moms. Mm. And so yeah, there's lots of lots of opportunities to engage.
1: I love it. I'll, I'll throw back to something I mentioned earlier, but uh, we'll release this episode before Christmas <laughs> 2019, and the Advent a collection of videos. I think it's hope, yeah. peace, love, and joy. Um, yep. All kind of the Advent season is in preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And so we watch those with our kids and then have discussions after it. So we do that about every Saturday or Sunday uh, leading up to Christmas Day. So mm. that's a way to, mm. to use it as well that my kids have really, really enjoyed, and we'll do that again this year. So, well, um, I, love it. I would love for you, you to just share how people can find out all about the Bible Project, the website, the podcast, where should they start?
0: Yeah, I mean, so those are the two main ones. Um, we've got, well, just, there's a couple. One is our website, that's just the thebibleproject.com. Um, the second would be, for sure, our podcast. Uh, if you want to dive deeper, you know, our podcasts are basically where we get the content to make our videos. So, mm-hmm. where we've got a five-minute video on Justice, we've probably got you know 3 or 4 hours of, of a conversation yep. uh, that we boiled into that video so it, it's more of a deep dive into a lot of the the different nuances um version if you're you know on any sort of reading plans um you know we we really recommend u version just because they've got every translation out there it's a very easy app to use pretty much everybody's got it on their phone and you can actually find all of our videos mm-hmm. in the app now um and and we have you know gosh 20 or 30 different reading plans from Uh, everyday reading plan to read the Bible in a year all the way down to like three-day reading plans Mm. uh, around a certain topic. And so those are great ways. Um, And then YouTube obviously is the main kind of uh, channel, and and we do that to try to to keep everything free, and it makes it easy to share. And and that way parents or churches or individuals are more than welcome to do whatever they want uh, with YouTube. And, you know, in terms of where to start, I would really say – sometimes it's best to start in a series. Mm-hmm. so to start with the how to read the Bible series okay I think there's 17 there's 17 videos I think in that one yep. but you could take one a day or one a week and and that really creates a foundation on how do we approach the Bible how do we approach the scriptures um, It's been our one of the most helpful ones for sure. Um, we do have a Luke acts mini series, uh, that goes through the gospel of Luke and then the book of Acts. You kind of get gospel and church. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great series for um, a lot of folks, but what a series will do is it'll kind of get you into a rhythm of going from one step to the next that kind of helps you get into, get the habit of going, Oh, wow, I I see what they're doing here. I see how this is helpful and I'm seeing how it's impacting and changing the way that I'm actually experiencing the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. Parents, you heard what to do, so do what you need to do, and let's get on the Bible Project and let it infiltrate our lives and hearts and minds and our families as well. Well, Mike, thank you so much for sharing your time and story and speaking into our listeners. Any final encouragement or advice as we wrap up?
0: Oh, man, it's just a joy to get to do this, and I'm extremely thankful for all of those people that have come along the journey, whether it's been from the last five years or even just heard about us in the last week and and have been sharing so we're just we're humbled out here in Portland to get to do the work that we do and and uh, we're very very thankful so um and it's exciting you know we've got if you're passionate about this stuff I mean you know we're we're putting these videos into 54 different languages over the next five to seven years. So Mm. we're, we're completely reanimating and, and, and redoing all the language context and we're, you know, building them with animation studios in those countries. And so, um, you know, there's just, there's some exciting stuff on the horizon, uh, for people getting to experience the Bible. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're excited and we're very, very thankful.
1: Well, praise God. Keep up the good work y'all. So let me say a prayer and we'll wrap up our time. Thanks, brother. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for uh, the gift of your word uh, to us, that it uh, helps us know who you are and who Jesus is and uh, the life we can have in him through the Spirit. And so uh, we pray that you would give our listeners a, a deep passion and longing to know you through your word and that uh, it would transform our lives uh through your work in us. Thank you for the Bible Project, for this time with Mike, for the work that Tim and John have done, and I pray that you would continue to expand their opportunities and their resources, and let this good work continue uh, to fill up our, uh, whether it's our subscription on YouTube or it's our uh, podcast feed, but uh, around the world, God, use this to uh, draw people to you. And we praise you in advance and in the process and thank you for the way that you work in our lives in jesus name we pray amen parent on parents you got this thanks for joining us for the forest Hill parenting podcast where we want to inspire parents to
0: make faith in jesus the priority in their families If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit forresthill.org.